This morning, Caroline Wright helps us with a topic you might not have thought about too much, but it is absolutely vital to consider if you have a family. Good morning. Today, I'll be taking a closer look at personal finances and how you can help your family. What better place to start at than with your kids? Parents often have a dilemma as to when the best time is to have important chats with their children. And my guest today says finance needs to be one of them. I'm joined by David Kneebone, who's a financial education consultant. He was formerly based in Hong Kong, working with the IFEC here. So, David, what would you say the uh, best time is to start talking finance with your kids? Good morning, Carolyn. Thanks for having me on. I would say the best age to start talking to your kids about money is as early as possible. And there's a couple of reasons for that. We found via research that the earlier you talk to the, your, your kids about money and begin the conversation with them, the more chance there is of forming great habits that hopefully will carry out throughout their life course. So there's a fair bit of research that shows if you can affect the habits of a child before seven years of age, um, you're onto a really good thing for, for a number of subjects. For money specifically, it does make a substantial difference. So you'll find a number of financial education programs are now targeting children between three and seven. Wow, I I feel that's kind of younger than I'd ever imagined is, is, is three. Just thinking from my own perspective, like the first thing I remember is being given pocket money. Is, is that the kind of place you would start at maybe? Or would you teach them first before even going near the idea of giving them money to actually play with? Yeah, and I think we know a, a three-year-old can only absorb so much and there's... Uh, very different to a five-year-old or a seven-year-old. So the, the most important thing early on is for a child to understand the difference between needs and wants. Mm -hmm. And understanding and appreciating that and then carrying that information throughout their latter years, particularly when they get to the teenage years, is really significant. So if, for example, we had some children in Hong Kong that maybe had lysine, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Over Chinese New Year, absolutely. And let's just say, let's just say that a child had a thousand Hong Kong dollars. Mm -hmm. um, helping them appreciate at that point what they could do with that money, not just now but for the future, is a really, really important lesson. And if you don't need all of it, and you don't want to save all of it, or you make a choice not to, could you give some of it to others that maybe have less than you? Also another important thing to note. So at the earlier age, just understanding that you can't have everything now. You've got certain needs. The sum I'm going to provide for you as your parent, the sum you maybe need to save for yourself, the quicker we can get that key lesson um, appreciated by a child, the better it is for them when they start getting to the point when they're earning more pocket money, having a part-time job, getting more substantial sums from their grandparents, from their aunties, from various other opportunities around them, you could say. <laughs> so it sounds like it's, it's almost introducing the concept of, of budgeting to, to, you know, a, a certain degree there that you're saying, all right, well, maybe you want to allocate some of your money to things you would like to have now. And then you could consider saving up for something a bit longer term. And you could then also consider how, you know, sharing maybe whether you want to give something to charity or whether you maybe want to buy a present for your friend's birthday or something like that. 
Absolutely. It, I suppose to a, to a degree it's budgeting in its most basic form. But for a younger child, appreciating the difference between what you need and what you want is really, really important. So another core topic to introduce for younger children in that age group, three until seven, mm-hmm. is where does money come from? Right. For example, it's not uncommon for many kids to use the MTR or buses on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So how does the money get onto your octopus card? Yeah. Um, it's, it's usually because mum and dad have to work. Yes. And understanding what work means and understanding that mum and dad earn money and that we're giving you some of that money, but if we don't work, we don't have money, is also a really important point for a child to appreciate and it helps them understand the value of the effort that's being put in around them. Right. Yeah. So obviously mum and dad have to work very hard for, for the money they get and things all, you know, might not always be the same, that sometimes will be better than other times. Yes. And as we know, Hong Kong parents work usually incredibly long hours and they work very hard. And the pressure on Hong Kong parents um, can be that they're not just supporting their children, but also supporting their parents and their grandparents. And there's sometimes a domestic worker also living in the house. A key point around helping a child understand money and the value of money is all those people saying and acting in the same way around money. And that's a really tricky thing to try and achieve. But the the more open we are with our conversations around money from an early, early age, the easier it is for anyone as they grow through their teenage years and into adulthood to appreciate the basics and then act on them regarding all the different money management decisions that we've all got to make. Yeah, and we all have a lot of decisions to be making. Now, I would imagine that for kids, one of the most difficult things is, you know, maybe they've gone past a toy shop and, I don't know, there's a really cool toy that's available from the latest film they've seen and they're they're super excited and they really, really want it. But they've already talked to their parents about how they actually want to save up for something that they still haven't got enough money towards. Is is that something that, you know, could be used as a good way of, of helping kids understand this longer term planning? Absolutely. And one, having the conversation with them, not just shutting it down and saying no, but having the conversation with them and understanding you've got to prioritise even the things you want is really significant. And the more you do it, the more that a child will understand. What's also important, because they mimic your behaviour, especially Mm -hmm. younger children, is that you also display, ideally, the same habits and conversations. So, so, you... so they listen, of course. Yes. They, they listen. They listen to their parents. They listen to domestic workers. They listen to their grandparents. They listen to all the people around them. And consistency around that point in, in the home is really, really significant. Now, of course, the home is just one of the places Absolutely. that kids learn about money. But it's probably the most important one, particularly for a young child who models all of their behaviour on those that are older around them. Yes. Now, interestingly, you were saying there that obviously home is the most important. But do you, do you think it's worthwhile trying to get um, schools more involved? Should parents consider suggesting to schools that they set up some kind of uh, school banking or a- any kind of projects along those lines? Yes. Financial education is not mandatory in the Hong Kong school curriculum. Um, many schools do offer programs. 
The message I would give to parents is to please ask what's available in your school. And if there isn't anything available in your children's school, obviously, if there isn't anything available, then encourage your school to look for some of the programs that do exist. The Investor and Financial Education Council is a good place to start. Yeah, It can facilitate a number of different options, but it's one of several sources that offer um, financial education to children. Uh, it's incredibly important. And frankly, when you look at the way some other developed economies are offering financial education, Portugal and the United Kingdom are two very good examples. You can see that as time goes on, with this reasonably new subject, we've only really been talking about financial education for the last 20 years only, compared to you know, which is short compared to other subjects. Yeah. It's obvious that unless we help our kids appreciate some basic concepts as early as possible, we're never going to see the generational change that we're all looking for in terms of adults beginning to display more mature evidence-based decisions in regards to basic money management. And we all know it can be very hard and it gets harder and harder as time goes on for for kids to be able to kind of get themselves those first rungs on the, the ladder. You know, even, obviously, when they're getting a little bit older, considering to, to buy their first property or anything like that, you know, it's it's very, very difficult. So instilling that education at an early age seems like the best way forward to give them the, the, the best sort of grounding for the future. Absolutely. So do have open conversations at home and consistent conversations. And it's a tricky thing for some families because sometimes money isn't something that's ordinarily talked about a lot, but it's really important for a child to appreciate some of those basic concepts and encourage your school, your children's school to adopt financial education through a variety of different sources. Um, Ideally, the more we talk about money as a community, the greater the financial literacy of not only our children, but ultimately those uh, teenagers and, and working adults and then the elderly will become. We can all we can all learn from good practices, which I think is a, an absolutely brilliant way to end the conversation for today. Thank you so much for joining me today, David. You're welcome. Thanks, Carolyn. Thanks a lot. I will be back on Money Talk tomorrow. Look forward to it. Carolyn Wright uh, was talking there to uh, financial education consultant uh, David Kneebone. 